Are you on a quest for better health and faster healing? Look no further than MEND, where evidence-based nutrition meets proven outcomes. MEND revolutionizes health with patient-centered clinical nutrition and cutting-edge digital solutions for improved outcomes. Trusted by leading hospitals, pro sports teams, and the military, MEND's science-backed products fuel your health journey from recovery to wellness. I personally am a fan of MEND's approach to evidence-based nutrition and their track record of proven results. Whether you're preparing for surgery or on the road to recovery, MEND can enhance and accelerate your healing journey. Go to MEND.me today and use code ORTHOSHOW for 10% off your first purchase. That's M-E-N-D dot M-E, MEND.me, and code ORTHOSHOW for 10% off MEND Clinical Nutrition today. And while you're there, check out the opportunities to partner with MEND for your patients today. Okay, an interesting episode. We're going to focus on nutrition and surgery, which is sort of an amazing unmet need or even a discussion point for so many patients. But literally, nutrition is the building blocks that creates the environment for hopefully having a successful outcome. So we're talking to Dr. Andrew Wickline, as well as Aaron Owen, PhD, uh, about the idea of nutrition and how important it is in post-op recovery. We're specifically talking about a product called MEND, which is using essential uh, amino acids uh, to build the protein to reduce swelling, reduce the chance of infection, and hopefully a better outcomes. It's really fascinating. It's down to earth. I think you're going to like it. Dr. Scott Sigmund, hashtag follow the fro. From medical media, this is The Author Show. Hello world, Dr. Scott Sigmund, your favorite opioid-sparing orthopedic surgeon here for another episode of the Ortho Show podcast. This is going to be a unique episode for us. We are the voice of orthopedics, and we like to uh, point out new and interesting things that are happening within the orthopedic world. So we're really going to sp- uh, focus today on MEND. But before we do so, we have two outstanding guests with us today. Dr. Andrew Wickline, who's a private practice orthopedic surgeon who specializes in joint replacement uh, up in upper state New York. He is the busiest arthroplasty surgeon in New York. That is not an easy feat. When I think of Andrew Wickline, he is detailed, he is innovative, he's in research, and he is changing the paradigm as to how we practice medicine. Andrew, it's a pleasure to have you here, brother. Uh, I'm really pleased to be here. Thanks uh, for everyone asking me to to, uh, get on the show again. Appreciate it. Then we also have Aaron Owen, who's a PhD in public health, who's the executive director of the Slocum Research and Education Foundation, leader of men's clinical research and orthopedic joint replacement for trauma and sports medicine. Aaron, thrilled to have you on as well. Yeah, really happy to be here. Awesome. So we're going to dive into MEND here in a little bit, but I, th- I want to start with, with Andrew because you had a personal experience, I think, that really sort of brought you here, which is that your wife uh, was diagnosed with cancer, sudden, nobody, you didn't really have any idea it was going to happen, uh, and, and really you, you sort of dove into that, you know, as you do in all aspects of your practice, doing the research, identifying ways and things that can help, and sort of really nutrition became a forefront for you. Describe that for us. You know, um Things happen and you don't expect, just like you said. And when your family member gets sick, you you really just um, like you don't have a choice. You, you know, you want to win. And uh, so I went down this pathway. And my wife already eats healthy. I mean, I'm constantly being told I got to eat more kale and and uh, Brussels sprouts. But um, 
So we went down this path, and that's actually how I was introduced to Mend. Um, it was a product that really made sense to me. The, the data and the science behind it uh, suggested the potential for improved outcomes, not just with healing, uh, but also with inflammation. Um, and then after, you know, some types of cancer, you know, there's significant risk for lymphedema. Um, we, I'm really looking for products that, uh, that help with swelling. And I went down this, this whole separate pathway all because of the, uh, of the cancer diagnosis. So there was a small silver lining in this. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really important. And one of the things that, you know, we always like to say, right, the pa- we, don't, we don't operate on a knee or a hip. We actually operate on a patient, right? And we have to think about the global health of that patient. And we focus on A1C and we talk about, you know, uh, obesity and BMI. But there's, nutrition really isn't one of those variables that's really looked at on a routine and regular basis. So I know that, you know, in particular, albumin is something that you're very passionate about and you check your albumin patients. Walk, walk us through why albumin in itself is such an important indicator for surgical outcomes. So uh, that's a, it's one of the questions I always ask my uh, medical colleagues, not just orthopedic surgeons, but uh, particularly my internists, my family practitioners. I say, what's the number one cause or uh, risk factor for complications? And, you know, they say, oh, diabetes, uh, smoking, uh, COPD, uh, coronary artery disease. No, it's albumin. Albumin's the number one uh, risk factor. Uh, so if your albumin's less than 3.5, uh, you should be postponed. Uh, and ideally, we'd like to see it above 4.0. Uh, and so we check every patient, and then um, those patients that are, that are not in the, the zone, uh, we def- defer surgery. We get them on a, a protein supplement. Uh, we use the MEN product, uh, and it helps them get to, into that safety zone. Um, so that's, you know, that's, again, another one of the reasons why I use the product, because I have, a, I have an option now to help that patient help reduce risk. One more arrow in the quiver. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years like you, right? I mean... What did you do? You gave them shakes, right? You know, whatever those things were that we would give them to try and increase their protein to, to get to, to albumin. So, Aaron, let's, let's dive in a little bit as to what the special sauce is for men joint replacement, which is going to help these patients with low albumin, hopefully have enhanced, you know, recovery and outcomes after their surgery. Tell us about it. Yeah, so, you know, men joint replacement was really born out of the idea of um, Dr. Hans Dreyer, who's a human physiologist at University of Oregon. He had this idea that we needed to synthesize more protein to support healing and preserve muscle um, in patients undergoing total knee replacement in particular. You know, the driving factor behind that was really this idea that, you know, the number one predictor of, um, of you know, functional independence of community dwelling adults is in fact their quadriceps strength. Um, related to strength is their muscle volume. So preserving muscle volume and trying to mitigate that 1% of muscle atrophy that occurs per day of bed rest after total knee was really the driving factor in the development of the formulation. And the formulation itself is just essential amino acids. Um, and um, the- So tell us what the essential- what are the essential amino acids? My mother Judy's listening. She's going to have a knee replacement. Yeah. She doesn't know what that means. So, she wants to know. Essential, you know, essential amino acids are the building blocks of protein. And they are really interesting because when the body undergoes significant stress, of which surgery is a significant stress, essential amino acids are kind of like they're little soldiers that can go and help out 
where the body needs it. So after surgery, the body needs help in glycemic control, it needs help in immune response, and the muscles need help. But the problem is the muscles take a backseat to all of those other things, which is why they experience atrophy. So all of the protein that we eat has essential amino acids, but the essential amino acids in our supplement are equivalent to eating an additional 9.3 chicken breasts per day. So this is really a huge bolus of essential amino acids that we're giving. And it's part of a complement of what needs to be on your plate in increasing protein. We find that when we give patients essential amino acids before surgery, really important things happen. So one, the muscle satellite cells, which are like the precursors of your muscle cells, they increase before surgery. So if you're an athlete getting ready for a race, you're going to do your training. Essentially, increasing your muscle satellite cells before surgery in your quadriceps is getting your leg trained up and ready for having, you know, your knee replacement or your or another joint replacement procedure. And so when we do that, and we give patients one week before and two weeks after this joint replacement formula, they experience essentially reduced inflammation and preserved muscle volume. Many in different studies report um, decreased pain and faster recovery of serum albumin. So um, I'll, I'll pause there. Yeah, so interesting. So I have five boys and they all want to look good in the mirror. They all go to the gym and they're all on protein supplements. So how is MEND different than what you go at the GQC store or wherever it is? Tell us about that. This is a targeted medical food. This is not something that you take every day because you're a bodybuilder or you're just trying to stay fit. This is something that you take specifically because you cannot meet your body's demands through diet alone during the surgical episode. So it is literally just one week before, two weeks after. Some patients take it up to six weeks after if they want additional benefit, but it's not intended to be used beyond this surgical episode of care. And that, I think that's really key is that patients lose the appetite. And I used to think that was kind of cool. Patients would come in and say, hey, doc, I lost 12 pounds. And you know, it's not a diet I ever want to do again, but I lost 12 pounds. And I thought, oh, that's, that's really great for my patient. But it turns out that it's actually the wrong way to think about it. Those patients were all catabolic. Uh, and they lost 12 pounds, and that they were actually at increased risk for infection. Right? We want them anabolic uh, during this recovery phase, and, uh, and the data really clearly shows that patients have um, reduced appetite for at least four weeks, uh, sometimes six weeks, according to some studies. And so, by getting this, you know, that extra nine chicken breasts a day, you know, uh, you know, in these two twice a day uh, supplements, I think that's really the key uh, to why we're seeing better wounds and quicker recovery and less swelling. I mean, that, you know, that's it. I mean, especially knee replacements, right? It, it, it's all hands on deck looking for solutions to get those outcome scores up higher, right? It, you know, we still have patients come in and are, unha are unhappy with the results. So, I mean, the name of the, the milkshake was Ensure. You couldn't get anybody to drink it because it tasted terrible. How does MGR, what does it look like? Is it a pill? Is it a tablet? Are we tasting it? What do we got? Yeah, it's a it's a powder and you mix it into, you know, you're a glass of, of water at this point will do it. Um, you know, we've done a lot of work over uh, kind of the formulation and the tolerance and taste palatability over the years. It's actually how I was introduced to MEND. Uh, we were running a NIH R01 trial out of the Slocum Center for Orthopedics and Sports Medicine with uh, doctors Brian Jewett, Steve Shaw, Craig Moeller, and Brick Lance, uh, all joint surgeons um, here in Eugene, Oregon. 
And, um, you know, it was hard for patients to swallow raw amino acids, unflavored. Yeah, that's not going to work, right? Yeah, that didn't work. And honestly, we were having trouble finishing the trial because of the taste of the amino acids. And I got a cold call from nowhere from um, from MEND uh, saying, hey, we think we can help make that taste better so that patients can take it. And so now, you know, it's a powder form. Um, You take one scoop twice daily in between meals. It's not a meal replacement. Um, And as Dr. Wickline was saying, you know, we know that joint surgery patients, you know, eat on average less than, you know, 0.6 grams per kilogram per day after surgery. What does that mean, right? So they're supposed to essentially be eating in a normal diet of an adult should eat around 63 grams per day if they're 175 pounds, right? If you're elderly, at baseline, you need 95 grams of protein per day. And in a time of surgery, you need somewhere between 119 and 159 grams of protein per day. So how many, chick- how many chicken one, breasts is that? That's one grant. Yeah, exactly. One chicken breast has 24. Oh my God, that's a lot of chicken. Grams of protein. Yeah. So you would need five to seven servings of chicken breast per day at a time where you're literally consuming less than half that according to the scientific data. So we're really trying to close and fill that critical gap and say you need to eat more protein on your plate. And in between meals, you're going to take the supplement to really help make sure those nutrient deficiencies are shored up. So, you know, this is uh, so I have a 77 page book, Scott, you know, we talked about in a previous episode and I have two pages devoted to, you know, what are healthy foods? I am shocked. I was shocked. And now I understand just just how poorly uh, understood uh, what a healthy diet looks like. And so, you know, I, I do get a lot of patients pre op tell me they lose 12 pounds because they've changed their diet. But I also put in there, I put a paragraph, several paragraphs about this protein supplementation, how it's going to make a difference. And, you know, when the coach is frequently the daughter, when the daughter reads this, they say, Mom, you're taking this stuff because it looks like the results are going to help you and, you know, and help prevent complications. And so, you know, I don't have to sell it. I just I just put it in my book. And if patients want it, you know, they have a, a, a quick link that directs them directly to the website and they can get it or they can get it in the office. I'm not looking to make money off it. I'm looking to have less complications. Well, I mean, the holy grail, I mean, at the end of the day, when we try to prove these things out, right, you're going to get to a point, if this works well, you're not going to be able to bill Medicare 27447 unless you can demonstrate that the patients are on nutrition supplementation and have an albumin of such and such, because otherwise they're, they're too much at risk. All right, so... My mother, Judy's coming to see you, the busiest arthroplasty surgeon in upstate New York. I'm flying her up from Florida. I'm sorry in advance. You're going to love her. But <laughs> the point is, uh, let's talk the logistics, okay? So you basically will give her a book. You, you know, these are what we want you to do. Uh, and then the patient can choose. And, and Judy says, okay, spoke to, to the fro. We're going to do this thing. How does the patient now get their hands on these essential proteins with MEND? Uh, how does it come to them? And tell us that process logistically. It's just a uh, a canister of a protein powder just like like your boys get but again you know this is you know this actually has science behind it um it's in it uh you know, two scoops a day we tell the patient they buy it at the front desk or they go online and and they can have it delivered to the door interestingly my wife still takes the product she loves it she still has a men's shake pretty much five days a week um because you know it's, it's interesting when when the wounds heal better when you feel better um and when you feel like it's making a difference uh, you just got to get the word out and let patients make that decision. 
Yeah, no, it's important. We have a lot of doctors across the, you know, the country as well as around the world that are going to be interested in this. Uh, and so the concept is you can have it in stock right there. Your, your booking secretary gives them the date for surgery and here's your can of protein with MEND. Uh, or there's online, you probably have a QR code or something like that too, where you make it as simple as possible for the patients to be able to get their hands on this. And I'm assuming the patient has to pay for this at this time? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so can, are, can we ask? I mean, what does it cost for, uh, for the three-week treatment? Um, it'll be so it's actually being transitioned to a, a one a one canister regimen. Um, I think it will retail um, just under one hundred and sixty dollars. And, um, you know, there's opportunities through different partnerships and stuff to have that price reduced. Um, and I think, you know, what's interesting about the product, too, and you know, working with Dr. Wickline is it fits so nicely into the work that he's doing on inflammation because the other thing that we have on men joint replacement that is very, very rare in kind of the, the supplement medical food space is we actually have mechanistic data from muscle biopsies that Dr. Dreyer did that demonstrate the kind of impact on the inflammatory response um, after surgery. And, you know, it's really interesting to see that, you know, you can increase by taking it before surgery, you can actually increase the number of um, M2 macrophages that are available for essentially repair and recovery, and you're able to decrease the inflammatory macrophages. Um, it's a really it fits in nicely to Dr. Wickline's protocols in addressing the um, you know swelling in, in total knees. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely one of I have 30 ways that you can reduce swelling, and we're going to um, discuss that at AUKUS coming up, uh, and I think men will be involved with that. That's they're one of the 30 that uh, I recommend to patients. Uh, and again, as you ask, well, geez, how do, who's paying for this? That really is where the upgrade program uh, comes in. Uh, MEND has uh, worked with us. We did a pilot study with them. We looked at uh, step count. We looked at the patient engagement. And so they have this uh, uh, really um, unique program where a, a nurse, a therapist, and a nutritionist uh, becomes a, uh, tied to your account, and they provide the product to patients, uh, and then they bill uh, Medicare for the, the RPMs both before and after. And so they can get this medical you know, food, this medical-grade food, uh, get the product, and that's included as, as part of the care, uh, and then it's billed through their insurance like normal. So I think that's the... That's probably the way forward to, to make sure that patients do this. Is that, is that a fair assessment, uh, Aaron? Absolutely. We really, um, you know, we want patients to do, again, both. Both. We want to improve what's on their plate, and we want them to take the targeted nutrition at the time that they most need it. And we want to remove barriers to cost, you know, cost being a barrier for patients. And so one of the ways that we've done that is structured a brand new um, digital care program that is really focusing on being a key extender to the orthopedic surgeon's office that we have staff of RNs, we have dietitians, and they work with the patient to really sure up what's on the plate, help support them in a coaching model for readiness for surgery, and provide our targeted nutrition all as part of the package pre and post. And they do it with the surgeon, each surgeon's protocol. Like if my protocol, they can really uh, key in and hone in on my protocol. So it's it's like having a uh, another FTE. But you know, I don't know about you, Scott, but I'm I'm really facing another three three point four percent Medicare hit. For me, that's eighty two percent of my patients after a thirteen percent hit last year. I can't afford another care navigator to help with this. So uh, I like this uh, concept where. Uh, this company is going to do the work, they're going to do the billing, they're going to help me with that, they're going to get my patients healthier, and they're actually going to get some reimbursement back from that. And at the same time, the patients get the product they need. 
Hundred percent. I mean, first of all, one hundred and sixty dollars as a price point is very reasonable. You know, even if your patients may have financial difficulties, they have family members as well that can help out. Uh, the remote therapeutic monitoring codes are one of the most innovative things in space that we've seen in orthopedics in quite some time. These new CPT codes that have been developed, which can be used for pain management, for physical therapy, and now for nutrition, which I love, right? So there's time and energy that's involved in a physician or their extenders having conversations with patients as well and making sure that the measures that we're using are going to be completed. So having this concierge service that's a digital platform that's accessible to patients where you're not using your full-time equivalent, you're actually using the services that MEND provides, you're generating some revenue for the work that you're doing to improve patient outcomes, it's a triple win for everybody that's involved. So that's really wonderful and love the concept as well. All right, you're going to have to prove this, right? I mean, it's one thing to say to Judy, take these essential amino acids, talk to our concierge person. She's awesome and sweet. We're going to make sure it all goes well. But how are you going to see the enhanced patient outcomes? Is there evidence? What are you going to do to measure that stuff? Who wants to go? Uh, I'm happy to take that. I'm really excited about, um, you know, what we're doing and the way that we're delivering the care gives us you know, insights to things that have not ever really been monitored before. So, you know, traditional remote, remote therapeutic monitoring programs really take into account, you know, like musculoskeletal status and, you know, how many steps are you taking? Are you doing your exercises? Are you taking the right medication? Um, we're really expanding that in a, in a realm that really, you know, kind of monitors what matters um, is kind of how I like to phrase it in terms of, you know, the other things that are really, really important, not only to patient care, but to staff burden at the office. So I'll give you a really concrete example. You know, uh, patients uh, have questions frequently about constipation after surgery. You know, so we monitor, you know, on day three uh, post-op, you know, have they had a bowel movement? We escalate that if we need to, day five, back to their PCP, help support them through the process. You know, before surgery, we help them identify whether or not, you know, they need disability paperwork, whether they need to go to the DMV and get a handicapped parking permit, and we do pain coaching education and we do you know awareness and education around complications and then day by day we ask patients the question that's hard to build this body of evidence on exactly how patients matriculate through the program we ask them key benchmarks about range of motion in evidence-based protocols have they reached you know can they bend to 90 degrees by the end of the first week after surgery? Are they at zero degrees by the first week after surgery? Extension, if you're a total knee patient. Um, we're using validated patient-reported outcomes. And then for our goals around nutrition and physical activity, we're comparing ourselves to the National Health Interview Survey and trying to move the dial on some of those key benchmarks as well. Awesome. Are we going to see your name on a paper here, Andrew? What do you got? Well, um, as you know, we do a lot in the bioimpedance uh, assessment, and I'm looking at uh, some microwave um, assessments as well with uh, uh, different technology. So the goal is to uh, add this as part of the, the protocol. The goal is to, to really have a multi-center study, and I've got, you know, I've got a check, got a sheet that I want multiple surgeons to use. You know, check off here all the things that they did to control swelling, and then let's measure the swelling. Because I think at the end of the day, once, once surgeons, this is an objective measure. It's not pain scores. It's not how many opioids did you convince your patients not to take. It's objective. You put the electrodes on and that's the number. And so if we can get a better number uh, and uh, you know, get a grade 
Um, I can tell you, if I have a C, I want to know who the A, a surgeon is. I'm going to go out and visit that surgeon. All right. So basically, you're going to be able to measure the, the swelling as yeah. well as muscle uh, mass or strength as so well? So muscle or? mass, uh, we've already proven that. The uh, Not me, but the, the Chit Ranawat Award in, uh, I think it was 2020, showed that using essential uh, uh, amino acid supplementation versus placebo, there was no muscle loss uh, post-op for the first four weeks post-op. No muscle loss. And so that's where, you know, it fits in nicely with my protocol, which is I don't want to torture that leg with aggressive therapy in the beginning, right? No one uh, does jumping jacks for 90 minutes the, the day after spraining their ankle. So why are we doing that to total knees, right? So I've been on the, the fringe. Everyone thought I was kind of crazy. But now when we start looking at the data and you look at I'm getting 117 degrees of motion at week two uh, with no swelling at week two. Uh, that that I have uh, the new study that's coming out, we're uh, submitting on Friday. The re regression analysis is very clear now. I've got data that finally proves that as swelling increases, opioid increase, uh, use increases, pain increases, assistive device use increases, range of motion decreases. Yeah, I mean, we, we can't work any harder, so we have to work smarter. smarter. Reimbursement's going down every day. So identifying processes like this, where it's not just a product, so this, is, this is what I think I'm really excited about for you guys, is that you're providing the backdrop to make the product work for the patient as well. That digital aspect of interacting with the patient to provide them the education that they need to get them through this. And then at the end of the day, we gotta prove this, right? You can't just say I'm the cool guy and I drive an awesome car down the track, which you do. But you know, you need to be able to prove that your outcomes are better, that your patients are happier, there's less swelling, there's faster recovery. So I think this this well, is truly innovative space for sure. And, and, and it's well, not a and bot. I just wanna add too, yeah that a, you know, a key differentiator is we are still a human first right, platform. So we, our patients speak to registered nurses that have an advanced, you know, kind of like years and years of experience in this space. They speak to registered dietitians. They're supported by technology, not driven by the technology. It's really a key differentiator. And, you know, patients, they need to know more and more that someone has their back and, now in the medical system, honestly, it's really hard to feel like anyone has your back a lot of the time. You know, patients feel like they're they're not well supported. They have to do a lot of transactions to get one thing accomplished. And we're really trying to uh, make sure that we provide a different level of experience where patients can actually come back to their surgeon and say, yeah, you know, all my questions were answered. You know, I was able to get a response by text message quickly from a real person. And, you know, I was able to submit, uh, you know, our complication data is one thing that we're really interested in um, in collecting. We are collecting and publishing on soon um, because we are trying to capture for especially for private practices who don't have kind of eyes into their patient who drove three hours to have surgery with them that then goes home and has an assessment for a DVT that that surgeon doesn't find out about until, you know, six weeks when the patient comes in for a follow-up visit. We are collecting those data proactively and able to serve them back more in real time and trying to make sure that we can really drill down to what true complication rates are. All right. So, so where so we have a lot of listeners that are orthopedic surgeons. We have a lot of lay people that are listening as well. Where do people find MEND? You know, where can the doctors find you? How are the patients going to find out more information? Let's make sure that we know that we're going to make sure it's in the notes as well. Uh, MEND is www.mend.me um, is our, our website. And um, 
that was probably the easiest place to find our products. Um, products are often available through um, physicians' um, offices as well, so you can talk to your physician um, about your interest in MEND. Give us some key opinion leaders across the country that you guys are that are helping uh, and believe in the product. We've got, um, I believe, Michael Sook's uh, interested out of Geisinger. Physicians, some physicians from the Hospital for Special Surgery, um, like uh, Dr. Bob Marks. Um, we've got um, Dr. Uh, Souk is from Geisinger, and Geisinger has actually implemented the um, MEND protocol for both our joint replacement and our repair and recover product um, as part of kind of their, their standard of care. Um, so patients, it's a fully integrated um, protocol. Um, and, you know, I think that um, we have some um, great support from Dr. Uh, Zev Kane, who is in um, the perioperative uh, medicine space and um, is obviously uh, part of um, uh, orthopedic value-based care uh, initiative. And, um, you know, Dr. there's also... Yeah, yeah. All, so. all great ortho show alumni, I might add. So, yes, we're all very well aware of these individuals and the great work that they're doing. Well, look, I mean, you know, both uh, Dr. Wickline and Aaron, I want to thank you both for taking the time and the energy here to share what really seems to be one of the most important aspects of post-surgical management that is not being discussed enough. Uh, so we're thrilled to be able to share it across our network. Andrew, a few parting words before we go. You know, a patient signs up for surgery at six weeks. They have at least three months of recovery. You put that into hours, that's 3,024 hours. The surgeon currently is thinking about the surgical procedure one to two hours. The patient cares about the other 3,022 hours. And I think that's where MEND and Upgrade can come in uh, and really help focus on, on what matters to the patient, the other 3,000 plus hours. Well said. Aaron? Uh, just nutrition is the biggest unmet you know, a modifiable risk factor um, in medicine broadly, but in particular for patients who have elective procedures, we, we've just got to do better. Um, the evidence, not just for men joint replacement, but for nutritional optimization protocols broadly um, is, is deep uh, and broad. So um, there's definitely no question about whether or not optimizing for nutrition impacts outcomes from surgical site infections to readmissions to potentially preventable, you know, um, uh, emergency department visits, et cetera. So we, we've got to do better broadly on nutrition um, in orthopedics. Well said. I can't thank you both enough for this very important message. This is Dr. Scott Sigmund, hashtag follow the fro, host of the ortho show. Till next time.